Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Xander Fryer. Xander, you are the CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching. You're found on the web at xanderfryer.com. And your book is the S word. I'll say stuff, stuff you don't learn in college. Yep. Uh, and and uh, so Xander, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thanks for having me on the show, man. I appreciate it. All right. Give us an overview of the impact you have in the world. Oh, that's a... That's a loaded question. Well, the the high impact coaching company, the impact that we have in the world, we help uh, we help coaches build six figure, multiple six figure, and then seven figure businesses. Uh, whether they're life coaches, health coaches, career coaches, business coaches, um, you know, we work with uh, the way that I refer to it as the the servant leaders of the world out to to serve and help others. Yeah, terrific. So, what are most coaches doing wrong? What, what why do they why do they need a Xander Fryer in their life? That's that's a great Not question. Not just any Xander Fryer, but the Xander Fryer. The Xander Fryer, yeah. Well, I think you know, just like uh, just like any entrepreneur, right? We all have our own roadblocks. We all have our own limiting beliefs, fears that keep us stuck at levels that um, you know we don't. You know, I always tell people you can't see the uh, you can't see the label from inside the bottle, right? Mm. So coaches, you know, coaches are. They they really are the tip of the spear. They want to help people. They want to serve others. They gain massive amounts of expertise in their areas. Like I mentioned, whether it's relationships or uh, um, life coaching or health and wellness or fitness. But uh, a lot of coaches don't realize they might spend years or even decades becoming an expert in their field. Yet when you talk about building a coaching business, well, mm. there's there's two halves to that equation. There's coaching expertise and there's business expertise, right? And as you and I both know, when it comes to building a business, well, you gotta you gotta put a lot of time and energy into learning the entrepreneurial side of things as well. Um, and specifically for coaches, coaches want to help people, but they never get the opportunity to help people if they don't learn the business side of things, the the marketing, the sales, the leadership, the um, the team building, the culture, all of that sort of stuff as they start to grow an organization and becoming a CEO rather than just a coach. So that's what they really got to focus on. Yeah. So, well, how does one do that? Um, so, you know, I think yeah. a lot of folks, uh, I mean, I see this a lot and I think we all suffer from this is initially in the earlier stages of business. Um, I'm really good at doing what I do. I have a lot of domain yeah. expertise. People yep. are willing to pay me well for that wisdom. And then they spend all their time implementing and delivering that wisdom and doing the operations of their company 100%. when- you know, a la Michael Gerber, whoever, right? It's like, no, 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 no. Are you the CEO or are you the, you know, are you just a trading time for dollars kind of guy here? I mean, yeah. it's, or gal. So it's it's not a bad thing, but again, I think what ends up happening when you're just kind of operating and, you know, if you want some growth, if you want 
um, not just growth, but also predictability. Because I see this a lot. Can't, where can't be predictable if you can't, yeah, if you can't consistently bring in leads and enroll yep. people, you'll have no predictability. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I always I always kind of tell people. I had a mentor of mine when I first started coaching, and I was I was lucky to learn this lesson very early on in my career. Um, I had a mentor, and I, I when I first started out, I I put a lot of energy and effort to learning from the best in the world at becoming a great coach. Um, I learned from people like Jack Canfield, Dr. Deb Sandella, John Maxwell. You know, these are my personal mentors that I still work with today, and um, I became a great coach from the very beginning. But I had a mentor of mine. I, I saw these other marketers out there that were making tons of money. And I saw the products that they were putting out. And frankly, they were meh at best. Mm. And I had this chip on my shoulder. I was like, man, I hate seeing all these marketers you know, out there working with all these people. And they have such a crap product. Oh, my gosh. And, are you kidding? I, and my, my mentor said, um, and this was, this was mind-blowing for me. He said, Xander, there's two ways to have zero impact. You can have a crap product and market it really well and sell it to a ton of people, but it's going to have zero impact. Or you can have the best product in the world, but if you don't become a world-class marketer and salesman, you won't get it to anybody. And he said, that to me is worse because you have so much potential, but you couldn't just turn that mindset belief and focus on the marketing and the sales and become a master at that to get it to the people that needed it. All right, Xander, I want to become a master at marketing and sales. So how do I do that? Oh, that's a... That's a, another loaded question. I mean, I, I say that a little tongue in cheek, if you know what I yeah, do, but <laughs> yeah, that's a, but I, I want your perspective, please, please, think, please. Yeah. I think, you know, for, uh, I'll give you a little bit of my experience. Like I mentioned, I was, I was the coach that didn't know how to market, that didn't know how to mm. sell. Um, I think the first step was, was shifting, shifting this belief that I was a, a, a crappy business person, or I was a crappy marketer. Um, when I first started my business, I really believed that. And what I shifted it to was, um, you know, just this belief that I can become better, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to understand that wherever, whatever level you're at right now, you know, Carol Dweck has her book, The Mindsets, and she talks about the growth mindset. Whatever hand you're dealt initially, even if you're at a, a one or a two skill level out of 10, you can become a 10 by putting the energy and work and effort into it. Now, over the last five years, I've you know, probably invested a half million dollars into my own, you know, business development from programs, masterminds, mentors tons of different books, tons of different um, conversations with people to really pour into myself as a marketer and as a salesperson. And I like I would say now that I'm in my industry, probably one of the top in the industry because of it. And, but it's been five years of, of uh, you know, really working on turning this into mastery. So it takes time. It takes iterations. It takes support from other people. Um, like I mentioned, you can never see, never see the label from inside the bottle. So I've had, I've had dozens of different mentors work with me from a marketing standpoint, from a, um, sales standpoint and, and get the outlook on my business when I didn't know what to do next. Yeah. Okay. So tactically, what does this look like? I mean, I, I yeah. I'm with you. Right. So yeah. let's, let's assume we're talking with someone right now and the person listening, like I'm in, Coach, yeah. I'm excited. I'm fired up. I believe I was born to change the world. Yeah. I have a you know multi, 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 multi seven figure company. Like I, I know my stuff is really good. I want to be out there. I'm not afraid of this. Tactically, what do we do at that point then? 
to, to grow the marketing or grow the sales? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so I, so it's like sales, right? Is well, first, you know, first of all, if you, have a, complicated if you have a multi, sales. multi seven figure business, you're probably doing something right already. So I would no, say, no, 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 but that's what they want. Let's say that's that they're, they're rocking okay. six and they're ready for it mindset wise. Perfect. So I would say, you know, one of the one of the biggest shifts that um that I learned is and this comes from, I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Ford. His pen name is Michael Masterson for the book Ready, Fire, Aim. Um, but one of my uh, one of my favorite things that he talks about, uh, he gave a talk in a mastermind that I was at. He said, until you make your first seven figures, 80% of your focus should be on sales. Why? Well, as long as you're focused on selling, you're going to be getting people and having conversations to learn more about your target market. So just like you mentioned, when people first start their business, when they're making six figures or multiple six figures, before they really hit the seven figure mark, mm-hmm. majority of people are, they're, they're, they're getting a little bit of sales. They've got a good product, but they haven't really developed a scalable strategy because they haven't really developed their marketing, their message to scale this beyond, right? Now, one of the big problems there, like you mentioned, is when they're first starting off, they're focusing so much on the delivery, right? They want to make the delivery perfect rather than realizing that this might be an MVP, this might be a minimum viable product. And the best way to get like a version 2.0 is to sell as many people as possible into the version 1.0, talk to as many people as possible from the version 1.0, learn what they're looking for, learn their psychology. It's not about demographics. It's not Mm -hmm. about how old this person is and where, where they live. It's about psychographics. How does this person feel? What are their fears? What are their desires? What are they, what do they go to bed thinking at night? These are the things that you really want to study from people. You want to understand what's going on in their mind. If you can enter a conversation that's going on in somebody's mind, they will automatically assume that you can help solve their problems. That's what we're really looking for here. So I always tell people when you're first starting off, the most important thing is focus 20%, maybe 20% on your deliverability. Obviously, you want to deliver a high quality product. You don't want to deliver crap in the beginning, but you need to get people in the front door. And you need to understand that that first product might be C plus or B minus work at its very best. But the only way that you're going to learn what B plus work is and then what A minus work is and what A plus work is, is by working with a bunch of people. You have to sell people on working with you to get better and learn from that and have conversations with them. So I always emphasize really, really uh, um, intimate conversations. One of my One of my clients and now one of my best friends was the founder of Manscaped. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, <laughs> sure. with Manscaped. Yeah. So it's uh, we'll soon sell at some point for probably over a billion dollars. Three years ago, he started the company from scratch. And I remember when we were doing it and he was starting the company, He uh, they put about $50,000 in to come up with a minimum viable product. They put about $30,000 in to come up with, with some initial ads and put their their first set of ads out there. Wow. And if if anybody's familiar with Manscaped, I'm gonna you know this is a little uh, spoiler alert. It is a uh, grooming product for your downstairs area. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they spent at this point they'd spent eighty thousand dollars, and do you know how many units they sold? No idea. One. <gasps> One. Oh, that's oh, like anyone One. who's been in business for any length of time, like hearing that. Yeah. It's like if you've had that happen, which I have. Not yeah. at that level, but that is just Any, so this is painful. This is my but favorite. Xander, can, yeah. we, can we just yeah, go ahead? Normal, like yeah, th- 100%. that is yes, yeah. And I think so, this is this is this is what I I love telling people this story when I was working with Josh because, um, like that that first 
it's a it's a ball trimmer. Let's not beat around the bush here. <laughs> um, it, so he spent eighty thousand dollars to sell one ball trimmer, right? Oh. And the whole team was like, "We got to scrap this thing. This is not going to work." And he goes, "What do you mean? We just spent eighty thousand dollars to figure out how to sell one of these." I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to this person. And as the the founder of the company picked up the phone and called this guy up and was like, Hey, uh, you know, just, uh, wanted to give you a quick ring from customer service. You bought XYZ product wanted to see, um, you know, what interested you, why you bought, what you're looking for help with, what your big, and just what your big fears were, why you went this direction, why you chose this, where'd you come from? Just asked all the questions to understand the psychographs of his customer. And so he understood as much as he could. And then they got another $30,000 and they put, you know, they adjusted their ads, they adjusted their marketing, they put it out there and they made about 20K in sales, still in the negative, but moving forward. They called as many of those people as they could. They got them all on the phone. They got more details, more data. And at that point, they're like, we know what people want. And they adjusted their whole marketing scheme. They spent another $30,000 and they made 60. So they were now profitable from that. But it took, the willingness to pay for data, the willingness to have conversations with your clients, to learn the market, learn the psychographs, so that your messaging can become stronger as you're moving forward. But I think the thing that you noticed, right? It's like anybody who's ever been in business has gone through this process of like, you spend a bunch of money and it tanks, right? And it's the people that go, okay, what am I, what can I learn from this process from a marketing standpoint to get my messaging better, to get my marketing better so that I can move this forward? Because eventually, if you learn enough, you're going to get that break even that tipping point and from there it just becomes fun. Yeah. Um so Xander you know I you know we were kind of you're talking about like campaigns and like putting money. Yeah. So I I so what I'm hearing is number 1 is mindset. Like you deserve that you can do this, right? What you do like it it matters in the world. Like you deserve yeah. to be creating that impact. So that's not I feel like like in our conversation it's, that was number 1. It's number almost not even now, it's almost not even a number 1. It's like a prerequisite. Like if yeah, you don't so do it's like it under know thyself yeah. number 1 Seneca, yeah. right? Number yeah. 2 know thy customer. <laughs> <laughs> and if I know yeah. myself and I know like know my customer, then then what? Like and and, and so the, the part like when he talked about, okay, now we know what to say. I wonder if people have some challenges with that. It's like we know them and yeah. we know what their fears are, but but how do we communicate that? Especially when we're thinking about it's really scary to make a 10, 20. $40,000 investment in something like that, that yeah. we feel like we've done some good work here, but there it's still risk. It's still risk. hundred percent. And I think that's, you know, welcome to entrepreneurship. There's never going to be certainty in, in anything when you're getting into entrepreneurship. And that's why, you know, whatever it is, like 4% of the world ends up being entrepreneurs because you inherently have to face some of those risks and be willing to say, I'm going to go do this anyways. Right. Um, I think, the two things, the two things that I always come back to when I'm when I'm really working at trying to get that messaging down. Um, number one is I go look at frameworks and templates that have worked before. So I find in in my industry, I go look for frameworks or templates or people that have been successful in marketing this type of product and see what they're doing to see what uh, what structures have worked for them to give me some form of baseline so that I'm not working from nothing, right? Like it's a, it's a lot diff- more difficult to bake a cake if you've never baked a cake and you don't have a recipe than if you like get at least a basic recipe to start from, yeah. 
right? So I, I always try, I always try to find some basic form of recipe first. No matter what industry you're in, if you're in the service space or in the product space, you can you can find mentors, you can find these templates, you can just go kind of like uh, you know what's referred to like uh, Russell Brunson talks about like funnel hacking. Go see the people in your industry and see what they're doing mm-hmm. to get an idea of how they're messaging it, and learn from people that have already gone through that process. Um, that's number one get some basic understanding. And then number two, you kind of heard it from when we were talking about um, Manscaped is you got to be willing to test and you got to be willing to mess up, right? Mm. So whenever I start a new campaign, we always start a new campaign with the intention of the campaign failing, but testing as many different variables as we possibly can. So we're, we're actually launching a workshop today where we've got you know, a couple thousand people attending the workshop. And when, you know, when we first launched the workshop, we didn't know what kind of messaging, what kind of advertising would, would really connect with people. So in the very beginning, we put together a whole matrix of like three different types of leads, three different types of ad copy, three different types of creatives. And so we have this whole matrix of you know, nearly 30 different ads that we're going to run. And we put you know, a couple thousand dollars to that to figure out which of these 30 different ads actually works. Now I'm putting, if you think about that, I'm spending this $2,000, not with the intention of getting a return. I'm, I'm knowing that by spreading it across all of these different areas, I'm going to fail a bunch. I'm not going to hit, get the returns that I need, but that $2,000 is also going to tell me which of these 30 actually gets the best return. And then we can go focus on those one or two or three campaigns and we can put the rest of the money there and make it convert. So the other side of this, when, especially when you're, um, you're starting to invest in, in advertising and things like that, it's a mindset of realizing you're investing in data, right? Just like Josh did at Manscaped, that first $80,000 was not a sunk $80,000. It was $80,000 yeah. to learn how to sell one of these products, right? But that's really good data and really good information. They figured out how to sell one. That's a proven concept. Now you can take that data and start to move it forward. So you yeah. got to be willing to invest to learn. Yeah. Yeah. No, that imagine then, imagine that you learn, you invest $80,000 into that valuable data and then you do nothing with it. That would be a shame because somebody else now, they could go and make that same $80,000 mistake and, you know, really they should have just kind of figured out what's working for you, you know, for you. So, yeah, I I get that. Um, In terms of like outreach methods or advertising or, you know, attracting visibility? Are, are you a yeah. fan of anything in particular? I mean, I know Facebook ads have, you know, they're good, not great today compared <laughs> yeah. to where they were a few years ago. 2000, um, 2015, you could put a Facebook ad up <laughs> and you could get a client like that. It was, yeah. it was a totally different, totally different story. Um, I personally, I'm a big fan of, uh, we call it intimacy marketing. Um, I've, I've always been a believer that, you know, we, we live in a world that is, you know, we're supposed to be more connected than ever, and we're actually more disconnected than ever. People are craving true, meaningful connection. And if you can find a way to create true, intimate, meaningful, meaningful connection in any way, shape, or form, um, that's going to be the best form of marketing. People, people want to do business with people that really care. Um, yes. And yes. so, and and that's and that in the end, 
if you can, technology is going to change. Three months from now, six months from now, the way that you market, the technology we use, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or or LinkedIn or TikTok or or you know newspaper ads. Like I have a bunch of buddies that are going back to to snail mail because people stopped doing so much snail mail that everybody's mailbox is empty, right? So regardless of whatever the the uh, the means that your marketing is the most important thing is that I always ask myself is how can I be more intimate than my competitor? How can I build a closer mm. relationship? How can I show that I actually frankly give a shit because mm. so many businesses out there don't. Yeah, and if I can show that I actually care and if I can show that I actually want to connect with you and I want to help you solve your problems, whatever they might be, people are going to feel that. In the end, that's that's the most important thing for me. Can I just say that it's yeah. actually not that difficult to do what you just said? Yeah. Because my observation is that the majority of, especially like I see this a lot in the B2B coaching world, consulting world, yep. um, the majority, they- they they would be in the, I don't give a stuff campaign. It's, it's lazy. <laughs> they're just, it's, they're it's especially lazy. if they've been drinking some of the Kool-Aid that's out there from the gurus. It's very self-serving. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so to, to those who have more of a thoughtful entrepreneur approach, yeah. guess what? Lead with your heart, lead with the well-being of other people and the impact that you want to help create in the lives of other people. People will feel it unless you, uh, and I've seen this too. It's like the heart is good, but the 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 tactics are off because the yeah. tactics are based on well I bought this guru's copywriting tool or uh, you know template I'm like but that's not you yeah like just write from your heart just you know you know for like my email like I use like I use animated gifs from like Marvel movies and stuff I'm like <laughs> and if you don't like that we're that's okay we're not a fit <laughs> yeah know? but if you do like that then i'm being authentic and i'm being very honest with you like that's just who i am i'm gonna you know, i'm going to do that so and, and i think that's really important because you know whether it's over email or whether it's over a phone call or whether it's over a a, a message on linkedin people can feel literally yeah. pe- you, like everybody who's listening to this you know that when you get an email from a business or you get a linkedin message or a facebook message from a business you can tell whether or not they care. Yeah. You can tell. And so it's it's like you mentioned, it's actually pretty simple. It's like all you have to, it, well, it's simple, maybe not necessarily easy because sometimes we forget. Like you just actually have to care. That's it. Yeah. All right. So Xander, someone's going to your website. They go to xanderfryer.com. Where do they begin? Because you do have a lot of really good content here. Oh, we've, we've got plenty. Um, it depends on where you're at in your business. Um, and what you're really looking for, obviously, if, uh, um, if you're just, if you're looking for some, some support from an entrepreneurial standpoint, a mindset standpoint, uh, you can link to our podcast page, shit you don't learn in college or grab the book shit you don't learn in college directly from the website. Um, so we, both the podcast and the book are, are really kind of dictated around we, you know, I built a, uh, multi seven figure business in just a couple of years. And we've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs do the same six figure, multiple six figure and seven figure businesses. And so we kind of distilled everything that, that we learned from there, put it in the book. Uh, and then we talked to a lot of other uh, entrepreneurs on the podcast to give you the edge around how to make a life with more money, more meaning and more freedom. Um, if you are a coach and you're looking to scale your business, you can check out our programs uh, directly on the website as well. But I would say the podcast and the uh, the book are probably the two best places to start. Yeah. 
Fantastic. All right. Xander Fryer. Dot com. If you click on the little, if you're listening to this podcast and the little I symbol or somehow get to where the notes will pop up, click there. There should be a link. Get right to Xander's website, grab the book, check out the programs. Xander, thank you so much. It's been fantastic. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to UpMyInfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show.